You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. Mark Shelton is a member of the International Elvis Tribute Hall of Fame, and he easily moves from the 1950s to the 1970s Elvis Presley songs mirroring the king of rock and roll with such precision that people sometimes think they are listening to a recording and are breathless when they discover it, it is a live singer. He is truly impressive. His shows have received a national attention, being featured on ABC News, CBS Inside Edition, Good Morning America, and many others. And his awards are numerous. He was awarded the People's Choice Award at the Elvis Tribute Award Competition, Reflections of the King, in 2017. And in 2018, a banner year, but placed second in Montreal Elvis Tribute Artist Competition, as well as placing becoming champion of the Elvis North American Gospel Champion in Montreal, and of course, inducted into the International Elvis Tribute Artist Hall of Fame. Well, Mark is a man of great faith. His motivation to enter the Elvis Tribute Artist world was led by a deep and powerful conviction and a promise to his late wife, Lisa, which he will tell us about today. But Mark now carries on with Lisa in his heart and entertaining crowds everywhere with the legendary songs of Elvis Presley. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome International Elvis Tribute Hall of Fame artist, my friend and a brother in Christ, Mark Shelton. Welcome, friend. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I love you, man. Man, I love you too, man. You know, it's been, you know, it's been a, you know, with the pandemic, it's been a while since we've been able to see each other in person. Yeah. But let's kick off Elvis week here because Amen. I want to know what led you to become an Elvis tribute artist. Oh, golly. Uh, long time ago in high school, the, I was working backstage and uh, for some kind of show, talent show, the school talent show. And um, bands were playing. I wasn't part of it. I was just, I was just, you know, moving things. And some girls came up and said, uh, "Hey, Mark, you know, why don't you go sing an Elvis song out there?" And I'm like, "No, nah, the band won't like me to do that because they're all seniors, and I'm like a junior." And and uh, they go, "We'll we'll make it happen." And so they asked them. They came back and said, "Okay." The guy said, "Yeah, you can do it." And so they got me a white jacket, not unlike this, without the frills, and they they. They put tinfoil stars all along the side. And so I wet my hair down and and uh, the guys, you know, I was walking out and the guys are my friends and good, good bad guys. And and they go, what do you want to do? I said, well, let's do Heartbreak Hotel. And, and uh, you know, we had the key of E, I believe, if I can recall. And and there was like 800 to 1,000 people in this high school uh, auditorium waiting for the for the various things. And and so I came out and they gave me the court. I'm like, well, she has my baby, right? And the place went nuts. And about 75 to 100 girls, unexpectedly to me, came screaming to the front of the stage. Right? And this rush came over my entire body. Uh, and I said, man, this is what I want to do. And, and um, by the grace of God, I've been able to, to sing for a, for a long time. And, and uh, people still still have me sing. And, and I'm thankful to the Father through that. And I've sung all over the world and and um and like i said still still doing stuff and 
and that that's how it that's how it began and, and record contracts and all that kind of stuff in canada because i live right on the canadian border so uh, 90 miles from montreal so um that and elvis is huge everywhere so um and and elvis led me to lots of stuff i sing gospel all over the place and and then all the other artists too so elvis is is a piece of the pie but he was kind of a you know second step god being the first to uh kick off the elvis fun stuff and elvis gives me a lot of freedom i'll go into that um uh, when when you sing in like cruise ships or you sing in clubs or festivals and and things of that sort uh and everybody loves all the stuff and and uh but i get to sing you know hound dog and 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 midnight or whatever people could be just partying or just doing whatever because that's just you know that's just what people do and so you're in a club or even a you know a bar or whatever singing and you can drop out and drop right into how great thou art or you'll never walk alone right in those places and they're screaming cheering and the word of god is there so um that gives a nice freedom to be able to do that. You know, that's interesting that you bring that up, Mark, because I just talked with Richard Sturban, who was with the Stamps, backing up Elvis, and of course he's the bass singer for the Oak Ridge Boys, and we were talking about how great thou art, how back in the 70s, here you have the biggest entertainer in the world singing rock and pop, but in these concerts, he brings forth one of the most famous uh, gospel songs in the world next to Amazing Grace and he's singing to a mainstream audience but yes. everybody just fell in love with it so you get the same response I, I do and and um, just 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 what I think about Elvis when you were talking about um, is how Elvis was like a secret agent of God there are people that I believe are, are that in the entertainment world Neil Diamond if you read his lyrics, uh, Johnny Cash, these are superstars that would do gospel or at least have the scripture going through through their words. And and so you think about it. In 1956, the greatest you know um, phenomenon in entertainment history, and Frank Sinatra might disagree at his point, which is okay, um, but Elvis at that point was the guy. And he goes on to Ed Sullivan's show, and he's supposed to sing his hits, and he, he looks at Ed Sullivan, who's a top guy of all time, right, as far as about the interviews and, and talent, and he says, no, I want to sing a gospel song. And so for the largest audience on television history, Elvis sings Peace in the Valley. And then in 1968 special, we see all, all, all the, the history about that, but this is Elvis's comeback, and look how many gospel songs he does in that if I can dream, I, I figure it's, it's gospel because it's love and unity. But I mean, the whole gospel medley, man, the whole gospel medley. And yeah, all his concerts were gospel and, and Elvis, El, good for Elvis for all, for all of that stuff, because that's, that's showing your love and showing your faith, right? What's, what's the scripture say? You know, if you um, admit me to others, I will or confess me to others. I'll confess you to my father. And Elvis did that pretty boldly. And I love it. I love that he did that. Well, you do you do Elvis concerts where all the music is strictly gospel, don't you? Yeah, I, I do those a lot, a lot, um, everywhere. And um, I'm going to be doing one this weekend uh, without. <laughs> they're going to be surprised without the beard. Um, so I'm going to show up with a whole sideburn look. But the first half hour 
is going to be just me singing without the band the gospel music of Elvis, and then the band will come in and we'll we'll throw down his hits, and then in, in those hits as part of the regular set, how great thou art will be part of that. Wow! So you save how great thou art for the other set because I guess really that's a that's a just a very powerful song, and of course when Elvis did it, I mean nobody moved. I mean he literally had everybody's attention. Yeah, yeah, he just. God touched that boy and in uh, in a very 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 special way and um, and we were blessed to be in that same lifetime to have, have seen um, certainly the videos but to be here you know in that era of the Muhammad Ali's and the Bruce Lee's and the Elvis Presley's you know just unbelievable unbelievable well, what, what are some of the favorite uh, Elvis songs that uh, a lot of the, your fans request for you to sing? Well, uh, Peace in the Valley, How Great Thou Art. Um, I do You'll Never Walk Alone, so that's requested a lot. I mean, I do all the Elvis songs. And so, and then with that, we'll, I'll mix in other, you know, traditional old gospel because Elvis did things that we don't even know. I mean, the, the, we all think about Elvis and not we, but the people out there think of Elvis and, and um, the end of his life when, when he was, you know, working through health issues. But when he was doing Vegas, man, when they were done, right, they would, he'd do like a, what, I, I, I believe a midnight show, and then they'd go to his, his, his dorm, right, his <laughs> suite, and they'd sing gospel for three or four hours. I mean, the guy was just all about, all about God and giving thanks, so. Yeah, you know, when I was talking to Richard about that, how they would sit around the piano or be around the piano. And uh, it could be backstage. It could be at another location after a concert and literally sing all night long. But they would be singing gospel songs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I really wish that we would see artists today kind of bring that back. You know, you and I know that in the day when when the original vinyls and, and with recording artists, if you looked at the album, and this was really big with country artists, the last song on the album would be a gospel song. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I've seen it happen every now and then, but it would be great to see that everybody starts doing that um, well, on every album. I, I would say that that's what the world needs. The world needs to reconnect as, as, a, as, a, as a world to the Word of God and to to sing and glorify God and, and work on the love and work on unity um, to um, to reject division, okay? Because that's, in, in, in Scripture, that's an abomination. Division is an abomination. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm 100% with you. It's just that the, the politics of dancing, and we don't want to have our Twitter accounts to have anything negative on it, so why, why do that? But, but we're bold for the Lord, and the Lord, is, the Lord is forever. So that's where we work. Now, you saying, well, you have been, even during the pandemic, you went on Facebook and just started doing concerts right there in the living room. Yeah. And uh, for you, uh, not only did it, I get, you know, because I, I would watch them and that excited the fans. But, uh, you know, during that time, I mean, did that just kind of keep you uh, warmed up, hoping that everything would uh, eventually reopen and you just pick up where you left off? Uh, I, I, I don't know about warmed up. What I, what I thought is, and, and 
is that I wasn't thinking about that, but I do think that it um, it improved the vocals because <laughs> you were singing. You know, I was singing, uh, you know, just a mixture of stuff, whatever various on Tuesday nights, and Elvis was always Friday, and gospel always Sunday. But the, my motivation for doing it was that Lisa had just, you know, transitioned to heaven. I think today is day 916 that she's up there partying without me. And, um, but, uh, so I was in this big house all by myself, and, and, and I have the Lord. The Lord is with me, and I'm, I'm thankful. Um, but the, the weight of loneliness and isolation, and I was just thinking how many people out there are alone and they don't have the support. Um, the Lord has walked with me, walks with all of us, but I mean, I, I think I was born believing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so so the God has always been with me. And, and, and so, yes, it was a terrible time for me emotionally, but I kept thinking about everybody else. And then what's happened is that these people have created a network and friendships all over the world. And, and I still sing because people are still alone. And, and um, you know, the uh, all ages, certainly, and, and, and so many countries, it's amazing. But, but yeah, and then it did. It did. I will say that God has things happening that, that we don't even know. And, and, I, and I do think that that the voice voice improved, and I got to know the music a little better, and and uh, and I got to practice some new songs from all sorts of different artists. So. Well, yeah. I have a question from someone that wants to know how many Elvis jumpsuits do you own? I own not many. I think seven or eight. Um, <laughs> but uh, and and but 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 I also have lots of silk shirts and. Um, you know the little the little the 70s bell bottom pants and 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 the belt so you can you can mix and match different different outfits and and um i mean this one here i mean it's just this i wore this in a parade a few days ago so um <laughs> i yeah jumpsuits are jumpsuits are fun but jumpsuits are are, are um unforgiving so you need to <laughs> you need to be in shape and um you know, I, 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 we were talking off the air that, uh, you know, I had a knee replacement, the excuse not getting to the gym. So, you know, now we can start, you know, pumping and getting back in those, uh, those, those, those very, very tight revealing outfits. But they are beautiful and they're heavy, too, because they're really, I mean, this one right back here, man, that's all stones. These are real, real, real stones and stuff. So I don't know how much that weighs, but some of these things weigh 27, 30 pounds, you know, wow. just so much. Yeah, you put them on. <laughs> Well, they're and, expensive too, aren't they? Yes, sir. They can run you from two grand to forty-five hundred, and the belts five hundred, and the boots a couple hundred. And you know, if if uh, there's a whole there's a whole Elvis economy out there, I think, and, and so many people uh, performing Elvis, so many people still love Elvis. The market is still very, 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 very strong. And of course, with a new movie, um, that's just going to kick in. And there are lots of exceptionally talented young people and older people in the Elvis tribute world that just will blow your socks off. And uh, some have the look, some have the voice, you know, and um, it's really impressive, the love there. And the audience still comes and the audience is all ages as well. So it's, uh, it's a, like I said, it's a nice, nice little structure and, and fun and, and uh, a good group to be part of. Now, you were inducted into the International Elvis Tribute Hall of Fame, which is an incredible honor. Uh, 
Was that a surprise to you? Did you even see that coming? No, um, I, I know it had been talked about, and and I, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to blame Lisa, okay, my bride, okay, because she is so beautiful spiritually, and and uh, I don't think people came to watch me sing. I think they just came to watch her smile, you know. So, um, but yeah, we, we we had done it, and 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 um, I do. I don't want to like talk, you know, but there's a lot of. Um, uh, community service, a lot of uh, community events, a lot of uh, things that we could do to help people, and uh, I think that plays plays into it a little bit. And uh, and I sung Elvis, so people seem to react pretty strongly. I remember when uh, when uh, when Lisa and I talked about doing the Elvis again. I said, you know, if I if I do this, it's going to get really weird really fast. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? And because when I did it as a kid, you know, a kid being 17, 18 years old. Uh, up in Canada, I mean, my, my locker room door would be covered with pictures of girls and drawings of girls and how much they love you and, or drawings of teddy bears and all that kind of stuff. And people would send the stuff. And as soon as I got back into doing Elvis on a big way, because I'd always sang Elvis, but I never really kind of jumped right into the world. And I did that for her and I can talk about that in a little bit. But um, same thing. I've got trunks full of things that people have sent me. And, you know, I think you wouldn't like this. Somebody gave me a... Uh, uh, ticket stub of a concert in Madison Square Garden, and I didn't want to accept it. I'm like, "What are you doing? This is a ticket stub for an Elvis concert." But no, 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 we want you to have it. So yeah, we get a, a lot of stuff and a lot of mail, and and um, and and just a lot of love by the grace of God. So well, I know that part of your story is your wife Lisa, and I understand that uh, when you two got married, she was diagnosed three months. After your wedding date, uh, kind of tell us that story. Yeah, um, it was, and, and uh, I must have sent you the wrong word. It was three days. After. Three days. Yeah, and um, but when they diagnosed it was non-small cell lung cancer, it was uh, stage four, um, and then I would I would just kind of tell anybody out there, um, the soon as you hear anything, go you work on treatment. Don't wait because the, the earlier they can find it, the better. Um, but but they found it in her after they had diagnosed her for pneumonia for six months, and then they um, said, "Oh no no, the stage four. And and we turned around and her, as soon as the doctor said that in her chair, and said, uh, "Hey, you know, it's as you believe. Remember Jesus, as you believe." And though um, so she had a two percent chance of surviving two years, and um, she survived five years and seven months and eleven days, which is unbelievable uh as far as dana farber the people in boston with that and and so you know we believed we believe we believe that she's be healed and and um and god has his his way and and but we had some precious precious time but i asked her what you want to do you know do you want to go to italy because she's italian right and uh, do you want to go to italy do you want to go to uh hawaii you just tell me what you want to do we'll do anything and she says well you know i just she says, I just regret not seeing you sing Elvis like you did in high school in the jumpsuit. And I'm like, how could you not see me in high school? We went to the same high school. Now, she was a senior and I was a freshman, but she was in college when I started doing Elvis. And then I went in the Army. Uh, and, and, and so I said, well, I'll tell you what, I will do Elvis. But at that point, I weighed almost 400 pounds, like 390, 385, 395, whatever. And uh, I said, uh, I will... I will lose all the weight um, and I will 
put on a show. I'll get a band. I'll get the real outfits from where, you know, where Elvis did, you know, and, and, uh, and so I started doing that. And then, you know, four hours a day working out, four hours a day working out, and um, re refusing all the apple pies and all, <laughs> all, all those good things and the peanut butter, banana sandwiches, whatever. I just, I just didn't do any of it. And uh, I got a great band, they're 15 pieces, and uh, we did a show. And it was the, the, cool, you would love this place. This place is the Haskell Opera House in Derby Line, where the stage is in Canada and the audience sits in America. And there's a little piece of, you know, black electrical tape right across the stage, not the stage, but the uh, audience where the division of the two countries are. And you can actually sit in both countries and watch the show at the same time. So it's really great. It's a beautiful place. And um, we did that show. And the next thing I know, I mean, we sell that one out. We sell the next one out. We sell the next one out. We only had two planned and to raise money for her. And, and next thing you know, we get uh, these con calls from uh, CBS and ABC. And we're sitting in a we're sitting in a hotel room in Boston because she has an appointment with a doctor the next day. Right. And I'm sitting there on the couch with her and the phone will not stop ringing. And then so I get off the phone with ABC and and I get off the phone. CBS called first and then. And then I hang up the phone, it rings again, and it's Fuji television in Japan, right? And I just literally like fall off the chair and sit on the floor going, I can't believe this. And um, so we get a lot of attention and there are two documentaries uh, from Fuji television. There's a couple other documentaries and, and it's in Japanese, so I don't know. Um, it's like we watched a little bit of it. It was like watching the opposite of a Godzilla movie, you know, where 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 people are people are all speaking and you see the English. So now we're speaking English, but the Japanese is coming out of our mouths. It's kind of funny. Um, and then uh, we just kept doing it and and doing it all over the place and and, and New England and down down and I do stuff down in Florida and wherever and and uh, went out and, and worked um, worked name drops or forgive the name drop, but. Uh, got called out and did a couple, not Elvis, but uh, crooner stuff with and and uh, happy 70s stuff, Flower Power, um, with a group called Project Cuddle, which helps at risk moms that John Stamos is the face of. So, you know, worked with him a little bit, worked with him like he's going that way, I'm going that way in the same building. You know, he's got his job, I got my job. Um, but I, and, and as far as the Hall of Fame, the guy calls me and we talk about it. And uh, they've got a lot of you know people there, and, and you could check it out. I think they got a Facebook site, so you see some great artists that are there. Some great, great, great artists. Wow! I mean, I just you know I loved Lisa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and for her to want you to do Elvis, uh, <laughs> that's just an that's just an incredible request. Yeah, I was blown away because she didn't even like Elvis. But I think Lisa was a woman of God, and she was like you and I. I mean, she told me, she told me that one of her secrets was that uh, she felt guilty at two years old for not having walked to the front of the congregation and confessed her love for Jesus at two. So she was another one. <laughs> and and as beautiful as she was, and she truly was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And the smile, her soul, and her spirit of God. Um, and she just wanted everybody happy. And, and I think that, that, uh, that's, the, that's what she wanted for me, whether it was Elvis or singing, she was part of all our shows. She was part of every show we did besides just the Elvis, but we did a lot of other shows, kid shows and pirate shows and things of that sort. Um, 
but she 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 wasn't really a big fan of Elvis uh, before she knew me. And then, you know, it showed her how incredible of an artist it was because she she was raised in a very, very, um, you know, uh, she was a pastor's daughter. So um, she had that type of music that was non-Christian, so to speak. Um, she wasn't too familiar with yet. And then she met me and then uh, off to the races we go. <laughs> well, I also understand that uh, both of you uh had well, you worked on a project, the deep, the the deep clean water well project. Uh, tell us about that and tell us what happened. Uh, it's a you know people throw the word miracle around a lot. Uh, I don't know how to call this, but that miracle is not a bad word here um, because. Uh, during Christmas times, I'd ask Lisa what she wanted for Christmas, and she'd always say, could we buy a cow for Africa or animals for Africa? And so I have pictures, man, it'll make you weep. She would open up her present, and there'd be a card in there, and it would say, you've donated you know, uh, 24 ducks, okay, <laughs> or, or seven rabbits or whatever. And she, you know, um, Dr. Bond, she would weep with joy. That was her heart. And she was so incredible. And so then um, a couple of years before, before she transitioned, um, she goes, you know, I really want a deep water well in Africa. And uh, I said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do some investigation. There's a lot of shady companies out there. Right? And she goes, well, I want to make sure, here are my rules, right? And the top of it, they have to glorify God while they're doing it. And I'm like, I'll, I'll look, right? And and so uh, I found a couple and, and didn't really like one of them. They're all good, but but I wanted to make sure that the well was dug, not the money transferred to different projects. And, um, and I found I found a company and then, um, you know, she passed, but but my promise doesn't pass. And um, and I didn't, I thought I was just gonna, before this pre-COVID, um, because she passed away and then COVID hit. So I figured whatever her spirit was, was holding back a lot of nasty stuff, man, you know? And uh, I didn't know what to do because I was going to go do all my music and spend all that money because it was going to cost like $20,000. And, and um, so <laughs> we, she had passed and, and uh, I started doing the Facebook Live and there was no way to get raise any money because they closed down all the entertainment and all the shows and, and so, oh my God, it's going to take a while. But I didn't have a timeline on it. I just had a promise to make, you know, a promise to fulfill, I mean. And so with, I just, somebody said, why don't you tell people about this project on Facebook? And I thought, well, what are the rules? Can you tell people all that kind of stuff? And I guess it was all right. So I just started telling people on Facebook, here's her story. And this is what I'm doing. Um, if, if and, and don't think that you have to send a lot of money, but nickels and dimes, you know, accumulate just if you don't believe me just look at your your bill at the end of the month saying how did i spend that much money and so people would send in five dollars or ten dollars or twenty five dollars and you know chili sent you know somebody sent like a dollar uh england would send pounds right and all over the world and canada and and, and um, germany and scotland and just all these people and within six months within six months I had, um, we had raised, everybody that was part of the, the internet there, um, $20,000. And and 
uh, the last the last thing we needed like eighteen hundred dollars to go over the top, and um, a lady had sent me a, a big Afghan to auction off, and I that uh, Afghan was a, there was a competition. There was a guy on the phone with me, um, and he was in the middle of a hurricane, and he was bidding, and this he was down in. Um, St. Charles, Louisiana, right? Or Port Charles, wherever it is. And, um, and he definitely wanted it. So he, he outbid everybody. And then the second place person said, well, if you can make me an identical one, I'll still pay you that or give you that. And then the next morning I look online and someone else was bidding on the Afghan watching the replay. And <laughs> <laughs> so I call them up. I go, oh, no, listen, here's the deal. Or not call them. I text them. And they go, well, we want it anyway. So that one little Afghan, man, like put us way over the top. And and so when I called the people, so we got $20,000. And and uh, it was, it was uh, a Lifewater International, if I may say. They were, they were really cool. And um, they go, well, that's not going to get a well. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's not going to get a well. They go, it's going to get a well and a school and a church and for 325 people in Uganda. And so that has been built and they sent the little video of uh, little children, you know, by the clean water and you can see the buildings in the back and God is faithful and God is great. Wow, Mark. <laughs> wow, I mean, that, that touches me just to hear that story that it wasn't just a well, I mean, <laughs> you supplied a whole village. By the grace of God, absolutely. I mean, Lord, water, school for education, and a church to worship the Lord in, and to to branch. Well, we know that you know in villages, churches are usually the center of the village, and that's where everything comes from. You know, it goes from the inside out into the village. And, ladies and gentlemen, if that's not the most incredible story you have ever heard. And every bit of it is absolutely true. Yes, God performs miracles. And when you step out in faith believing, you don't have to understand how God provides. You just got to believe that God will provide and just do what you got to do. And then just step back and watch God's mighty hand work in a very mighty way. And Mark, he's mm -hmm. worked a mighty way. And... Uh, you know, when, when Lisa went to heaven, January 2020, then the pandemic hit. I mean, uh, I guess it was the music that just kept you going. Uh, I, I, the God, God, you know, um, is, is uh, there's so many things about that journey um, that, uh, uh, you know, you'd find yourself just, you know, I mean, a lot of people go through different things, but um you know, you find yourself in a different place, and and uh, God is God is very very comforting, and and there are a lot of there are a lot of miraculous and supernatural stories. That one time when I get out there to Houston, my brother will sit down at a table and share those things with you. But but God is God is faithful, and and uh, and if I take it back to 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 Elvis, um, I believe that Elvis. I, I know that Elvis just wanted to serve God and wanted to to know God and. And I got he one he's read this is one of his books that he, that he has right it's called Leaves of Gold and he would underline things and they were all about the relationship with God and being still and knowing I am God and when you go to to Graceland um, it's amazing 
how many awards that guy has, but even more so for me is he has an equal amount of awards for his charitable acts and giving. And, and you just have, if you didn't love the man, the human being Elvis Presley before, just seeing that generosity and what he did and how many people he helped. I was a beautiful person and a great example of a man of God. Yeah, and you know, Mark, this, that's what this whole Elvis week is about. It, it's about Elvis the man, Elvis the giver, Elvis the human being. And ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're not the world's biggest Elvis fan, and there are people who, you know, we all love his music, and there's some people, eh, you know, they're like, yeah, Elvis, Elvis. But I will tell you this, and Mark, you know this, and I've talked to, to some of his close, Elvis's uh, close friends, and we're all amazed that all the Grammys that Elvis won was based on gospel music alone. Yeah. yeah. Three, three Grammys. Um, I might have the dates wrong, but I think in 1967, he got one for How Great Thou Art. And then um, in 1972, for He Touched Me. And in 1974, for the live performance of How Great Thou Art. Uh, that's, and, and I was reading that, that he was as well known for How Great Thou Art in the world as he was for like Blue Suede Shoes and his other hits. That's, that's awesome. Man. That is awesome. And Mark, I mean, what is next for... The International Elvis Tribute Hall of Famer, Mark Shelton. The gym. The gym is next. <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, but for real, for real. And, and uh, you know, we, we're, we're for, the band is forming again because we haven't actually been together for two years, you know. And, and um, so we'll put that together and, and start making those phone calls and connections again and, and go perform and, and I uh, have uh, another character called Captain Radical, the Pirate King of Rock and Roll, which, which uh, is kind of like Elvis with a, with a with a pirate outfit. But I do all sorts of different songs, so that'll that'll be coming up. I didn't show you my belts, though, man. For your yeah, audience. show show us those Elvis belts. This is this is a this is a very oh, I don't know where it is. There you go. You got it so, right there. So that 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 is the Aztec belt all around. Okay and. And one of my favorite belts that I wear all the time, too much because it's, I need a new one now. But this is the Conquistador belt. Oh, you know, and, now is that the one you wear? Is stuff. that the one you wear with the blackout, the black jumpsuit? Yes, sir. Right there, that one right there. I love and, the black uh, one. Oh yeah, for, for also for your audience, just you know, if they don't like my makeup, here you go. <laughs> there, there you go, that thing, right? So, we got the we got the whole thing. But Elvis, what I love about Elvis is that he was he was his own person. He didn't copy anybody. I think the tribute artists are, are honorable, but I also think that he just wanted everybody to just go have a good time and, and share love and, and, and be, be that and be kind. Wow. I really Mark, I want to thank you so much for honoring us with your time, your presence, uh, just telling us the most amazing, well, telling us your story. And ladies and gentlemen, I mean, like Mark said, he's heading back in the gym. He had knee replacement surgery. And he's going to get back on the road. And when he comes to your area, you have got to see the most amazing show ever. Again, Mark Shelton. He is a member of the International Elvis Tribute Hall of Fame. 
And uh, rightly so, that not only did ABC and CBS and Good Morning America, as well as Fuji Television in Japan, and there were other countries as well that made phone calls, this guy's got talent. And if you want to hear a voice, and even if you closed your eyes, you thinking that Elvis is, is live again. But, El but Mark Shelton brings Elvis back. And uh, brother, keep on doing what you're doing, and I cannot wait for us to get together again. You too. You keep doing what you're doing. It's great work. I'm so happy and proud of you, my brother. Hey, th thank you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying Elvis Week because I know I'm having a blast. And again, thank you so much, Mark, for being on the program. Stick around, ladies and gentlemen. We're not done yet. We will be right back after these messages. <laughs> 